Welcome to Current Radio's Sports Station. Please enjoy today's selection of sports news. So Helena, there's some exciting news on the football front, isn't there? Lionel Messi, the star of Inter Miami CF, is set to face his childhood club Newell's Old Boys in a preseason friendly match. That's right, Stephen. The match is set for February 15th at the DRV PNK Stadium for Lauderdale, Florida. This will be the first time Messi will play against the club that helped him take his first steps in football. It's going to be quite a nostalgic moment for Messi, isn't it? He played for Newell's youth team in Rosario until he was 13 when he moved to FC Barcelona. But it's not just Messi who has a history with Newell's. Yes, you're right. Gerardo Martino, Inter Miami's coach, also has a history with Newell's. He debuted as a player with them in 1980 and holds the record for most appearances in the club's history. He's expressed his excitement about welcoming his beloved Newell's to Miami. And Martino's not just a former player, he's a decorated one at that. He won four titles as the leader of Newell's midfield and even had a successful stint as a head coach there, winning another title in 2013. Certainly, this match is shaping up to be quite the event. Chris Henderson, chief soccer officer and sporting director, has also expressed his excitement about hosting this preseason match at home. He believes it's a great addition to the set of matches that will prepare them for the 2024 season. Absolutely. And this friendly match isn't the only thing on Miami's preseason schedule. They've got six friendlies before the next MLS season starts. The team's first international tour will start in San Salvador with a game against the El Salvador national team. That's right. And then they'll be heading to Saudi Arabia for two games, one against Al-Hilal and the other against the Cristiano Ronaldo-led Al Nasser. They'll also face a team composed of top players from the First Division League in Hong Kong, and their tour will end with a game at the Japan National Stadium against Vissel Kobe. It's certainly going to be an exciting preseason for Inter Miami and their fans. We'll be keeping a close eye on these matches and bringing you all the updates. From the sunny shores of Miami and the international football scene, let's now switch gears and head over to the chilly Pacific Northwest for some NFL action. It appears there's been quite a shakeup in the league, with a team managing to break away from a losing streak in a nail-biting encounter. Let's dive into the details. Let's talk football, Helena. The Seattle Seahawks managed to halt their four-game losing streak with a thrilling 20-17 victory over the Philadelphia Eagles on Monday Night Football. Quite a turn of events, wouldn't you say? Absolutely, Stephen. The Eagles, who've been eyeing that number one overall seed in the NFC, certainly felt the sting of that loss. The Seahawks, on the other hand, are now back in the thick of things for a wild-card spot. It's quite the comeback for the Seahawks, who've had a rough month with four consecutive losses. That was their most under coach Pete Carroll. But this win, it's breathed new life into their playoff hopes. And it's not just the win, Stephen. It's who they beat and how they did it. They took down an NFC heavyweight with a strong second half by their defense and a late touchdown pass from Drew Locke. Right, Locke, who's been starting in place of injured Geno Smith. He didn't light up the stat sheet, but he played the kind of game Pete Carroll wants from his quarterbacks. He was efficient, spread the ball around, and most importantly, came through when it mattered. Exactly. 
And let's not forget Julian Love's key interception with just six seconds left. That play really helped solidify the Seahawks' chances. ESPN's Football Power Index now has their playoff chances at 55% after this win. Speaking of Love, he's been stepping up big time. With Jamal Adams out, Love's been making plays. He's forced four takeaways in the past two games. But let's switch gears a bit and talk about the Eagles. Sure. It's been a rocky couple of weeks for them. Blowout losses to the Cowboys and 49ers, defensive issues, and now this loss to the Seahawks. There's been some uneasiness in the locker room. And yet, despite the loss, there were some positives. Jalen Hurts, battling an illness, rushed for a pair of touchdowns. And the defense, which had been struggling, showed signs of improvement. True. But Hurts' two interceptions late in the game proved costly. And while the defense did limit the Seahawks to just 90 yards and three points before halftime, they couldn't hold them off in the second half. It's a tough loss, for sure. But with the easiest closing schedule in the NFL, the Eagles still have a chance at a division title and more. They just need to bounce back from this. Agreed. It's going to be interesting to see how both these teams navigate the rest of the season. There's a lot at stake, and every game matters. From the twists and turns on the football field, let's now step into the boxing ring where unexpected decisions are making waves. We're moving from touchdowns to knockouts, folks, as we delve into a surprising development in the world of professional boxing. Helena, let's shift gears to boxing, where Jayopataya has made a surprising move. The undefeated cruiserweight has vacated his IBF title, opting instead to face Ellis Zorro in Saudi Arabia. That's right, Stephen. Opataya, who's currently ESPN's top boxer at 200 pounds, won that very title after a grueling match with Maris Bredis, even fighting through a broken jaw. But now he's giving it up, and his statement is quite telling, isn't it? Absolutely. He says he's saddened to relinquish the title, but with Bredis not ready to fight and a career-high payday on the line, it seems he felt he had no other choice. I mean, he needs to stay active in the ring. Definitely, and according to Apataya's manager, Mick Francis, they were left with three options. Vacate the title, be stripped of it if Jai fights on December 23rd, or wait for Bredis. And it seems they've chosen the first option. It's also worth noting that Bredis was apparently okay with stepping aside for the Zorro fight to happen. That's not something you see every day, is it? No, it isn't. But Bredis hasn't fought since his loss to Opataya, so perhaps he's taking time to recuperate. But let's talk about Opataya's future. He's keen on getting that IBF belt back, isn't he? Indeed. He's made it clear that he sees himself as the true king of the cruiserweight division and has plans to regain the IBF title and then some. He's definitely not going to let this setback slow him down. Absolutely, Stephen. It's going to be interesting to see how this decision impacts his career and the cruiserweight division as a whole. But for now, all eyes are on his upcoming fight with Zorro. From one ring to another, we're moving from the boxing world to the gridiron. It seems the gloves are off in the NFL as well, with a team that's been taking some heavy hits lately. Let's dive into it. So Helena, the Philadelphia Eagles are certainly in a bit of a rough patch, aren't they? A three-game losing streak following their recent defeat by the Seattle Seahawks. Absolutely, Stephen. It's a tough spot for the Eagles. They tried shaking things up with Matt Patricia taking over play calling from Sean Desai, but it seems the defense still struggled in those critical moments. That's right. Despite an impressive first half, 
holding Seattle to just 90 yards and three points, the second half was a different story. Seattle managed to outpace Philadelphia 17-7 to close the game. And that touchdown from Seattle's rookie wide receiver, Jackson Smith and Jigba, really sealed the deal. He managed to get behind James Bradbury to catch a 29-yard touchdown pass from Drew Locke with less than 30 seconds left. Indeed, and Bradbury was quite hard on himself post-game, admitting he didn't play well and that he let down the defense. A tough pill to swallow. Absolutely. And let's not forget about the Eagles quarterback, Jalen Hurts. He attempted a late rally, but instead threw his second interception of the night, effectively ending the game. Yeah. Hertz was certainly not at his best. He mentioned post-game that he was trying to be aggressive, but admitted he didn't do his job well enough. And to add to that, he was playing through flu-like symptoms. That's right. He even took a separate plane to Seattle to prevent his teammates from getting sick. Now, that's commitment. But despite all this, the Eagles are still in a virtual tie with the Dallas Cowboys atop the NFC East. They are and with the easiest closing schedule in the NFL, according to ESPN's Football Power Index, they've still got a fighting chance. But as we've seen, there are no guarantees. Exactly, Stephen. It's going to be a tense few weeks for the Eagles. Coach Sirianni summed it up well. They're not looking at the playoffs. They're focused on winning the division. But right now, they've got to focus on winning their next game. <laughs> 